All right, it is 25 minutes after the hour here on the Drought Large Radio Show, and we have uh, an open segment here. 606-6762 is our call-in number. That's 606-6762. What to say about anything? I I will tell you that... um, (sighs) What do we do? Well, first of all, I want to thank Greg. <laughs> He's had hey, listen, and you know what, Greg, you have gotten progressively better as the as morning, the morning's worn on. As the yes, worn on. So I don't yeah. know. You but ask. I'll tell you, even with all this, Josh does even more than I do. He's but he's had a lot more practice. Uh, yes, he's done. A, but he, you know, after you do this for a while, you'll realize how much he does really does. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to this show. You know, it's interesting. I've got this uh, post that I just. Greg, your mic is still up. <laughs> oh my goodness oh well we've got our good friend harriet on the line good morning harriet how are you congratulations by the way uh right to know new hampshire winning a right to know or a first amendment award from the naki s Loeb school of communications uh which was awarded last night garrison keeler an interesting fellow and uh but a nice night i think uh your speech uh, to the audience last night was as uh, touching as it was brief, Harriet. So, very emotional night for you. Yes, it was, Rich. Um, as I said, when I took my first suit in 1974 against the Raymond School Board, I literally was shaking in the courtroom to tell the judge what they'd done. And when I ever got the decision that he had found for me, I was flabbergasted, but mm-hmm. I, you know, like I said last night, I have waited 50 years for, or almost 50, for this moment, and to have now a viable place for people to learn about the right to know mm. is so fulfilling. So what's on your mind this morning, Harriet? Well, um... Just wanted to say thank you for coming last night. And oh, glad to be there. I was told I couldn't do a brief speech, so I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Right to Know Commission, which I am the secretary for, meets every Thursday afternoon. Quite interesting that we're getting six, seven people every week to listen in and and um, tell us some of their problems. One of the uh, school board members from, I believe he was a former, but anyways, he was telling how that he couldn't get documents from the Wyndham School Board. Seems like that area of Salem, Wyndham. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you. And, we <laughs> and it cost him $10,000. Oh. So, uh, this commission, as you know, is to set up a commission board something. And we've pretty much come to, it'll be an ombudsman who will uh, be appointed by a commission of mostly people and be probably the legislature will place it in the Secretary of State's office per our report recommendation. Bob Guida, our chairman, has been excellent. He's Why the Secretary of State's office? Why not the Attorney General? Because the Attorney General basically takes 
and defends our cases if they're against state agencies and we don't want the conflict. And we want it to appear as unpolitical as possible, and the Secretary of State's office isn't political, we hope. Yeah. <laughs> but it basically is um, coming along beautifully. We got a start yesterday with Bob having written up things he's heard in the in the meetings and so forth, a draft of the report that will go to the legislature. And Bob has already said he will be sponsoring the bill to uh, have this Ombudsman or Commission. Mm -hmm. So having been the person who got Kathy Sousa to introduce the bill and then Ken Weiler and Kathy Sousa, for four years, I think uh, it's an accomplishment. And just to let people know, I didn't give up. I kept at it because I think it's something important and, and we need it. But too often people go and they ask a, a question for um, from their government and say they said no and give up. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I think is important for people to know is that for all of the discussion we have about the right to know law in this state, uh, you know, in general, in this show in particular, et cetera, et cetera, is that um, I, I guess watchdog groups, advocacy groups who rate the states on this stuff have New Hampshire with a failing grade as one of the worst states when it comes to transparency in government. I mean, I knew that before I heard, I think it was David Sad say it last night, the president of Right to Know New Hampshire, when he addressed the crowd. Uh, but New Hampshire routinely, year after year and assessment after assessment, fails uh, just about every metric when it comes to openness and transparency with its people. And it, it's kind of strange because our own constitution, back to you know the founding days of this state, you know, basically requires government to be open and transparent with the public, and it is not. So why? what is it about this state, Harriet, that uh, the government doesn't like or want to give up the goods and citizens have to fight so hard to get what's rightfully theirs? Well, I don't know what it is about the state, but I do think there's a tendency of people who get elected to think that they rule and that they have the right to tell you no, and they think that when people come in and ask for things, they're past. How dare you bother me? And I don't want you to have that. And with that attitude, which has been promoted for years, it's hard to break it down, Rich. We, um, we are, right to know NewHampshire.com for any of your audience, has case law, if you want to go there. They have help for you. Um, it's an excellent blog on, on right. right to Know. Well, I, but I just, I just want to underscore this because, you know, Part 1st, Article 8 of our Constitution, since 1784 has said, all power residing originally in and being derived from the people, all the magistrates and officers of government, and are there substitutes and agents, and at all times accountable to them, government there should be, therefore should be open, accessible, accountable, and responsive. And in 1976, it was added to say, it was amended to say, to that end, the public's right of access to governmental proceedings and records shall not be unreasonably restricted. 
you know, so the Constitution is pretty clear. And, and, and yet we have these – like uh, right now, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot to mention this. I am in yet another right-to-know battle with the Timberlane uh, – with SAU 55, the Timberlane Regional School District. SAU 55, uh, I think it was earlier this week, might have been late last week, I'd have to go back and look, released a summary budget of a more than $2 million uh, budget for the SAU. We're not talking the school district of Timberlane. We're not talking the school district of Hampstead. We're talking about the SAU operating budget. That's Metzler in his district administration, over $2 million bucks, And they have this ubiquitous line that says, salaries. Almost a million dollars. So I looked at that and I said, please provide an itemized listing of the employees that are covered by the salary budget and the amount of money they make each year. And I get the bogus response back from uh, Kathy Belcher, who really runs the place, his executive secretary, who says, per the right to know law, we have five days to tell you whether or not we're going to respond. Yak, 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 blah, blah, blah. And um, well, they get a pretty they get a pretty stiff note back from me, and I'll tell you exactly what it said because I'm I'm fed up with these people because you know at the end of the day they know that they can they can they can basically come up with whatever they want to come up with uh, because it will take me longer to file to, to spend hundreds of dollars to file something in superior court to suit. force yeah. them to cough it up. Then, then they'll do it. So this is what Belcher writes. She writes, oh, please allow this email to serve as confirmation of receipt of your right to know request for SAU salary information. Your request has been forwarded to the appropriate department for processing. A response will be forthcoming within five business days, which isn't in the statute. For, uh, is it business days in the statute? I don't think so. Anyway, from receipt of your request as to if such documentation exists and if so, when we will have these items available for pickup. Materials and documentation produced to fulfill a right-to-know request shall be subject to a charge of 50 cents per page when hard copies are provided. Hard copies shall be picked up at the superintendent's office during normal business hours. For materials that are requested in an electric format and are maintained or available in electronic format, including but not limited to video recordings, requesters shall provide their own thumb drive. Why can't I use a DVD or a CD? It will cost me cents rather than dollars in original sealed packaging only, or the district shall provide a thumb drive at the requester's expense. Electronic copies shall also be retrieved in the superintendent's office during normal business hours. They don't fax anything? They won't fax anything? They won't do anything. So I sent her back a note that was pretty terse. It said, the right to know law requires the information immediately available to be immediately provided. If the SAU is stating it has to research whether or not it has line item detail for its summary budget documents, then there's something very wrong with its budget process. It's stalling or candidly, it's lying. Here's the statute. And then I'll spare you for time. Then I quote the actual statute requirements. And then I say, also under the law, I'm able to review the requested information at no cost. Fees may only be assessed if copies are taken from the office. I mean, these are – the law is written, in my opinion, in such a way as it's too specific and it gives people uh, the ability to act in a specific manner um, because the law doesn't mention that specific. So I hope – I'm wondering if part of what you're going to do on this commission is maybe come up with a more general application of the law rather than give the ability for all these nooks and crannies uh, that they can escape through. Well – uh, we as a commission... And there need to be consequences for people who, like Earl Metzler in the in the SAU 55 and so many others, willfully violate it because they know they can get away with it. 
a laser commission are definitely going to come up with a recommendation for a person to make it less expensive, as you said, the hundreds of dollars, but a person who a citizen can immediately go to and not have to pay $250 to go to court because that is one of the reasons they know they will get away with something like this. The absolute fact is in the right to know law there is no five days to give information immediately available. I know. And they keep getting away with it because they know by the time you file in court and have a writ delivered, you will go past five days. It's absolutely ludicrous that this SAU has gotten away with it. Oh, but, they're, not, they're, they're hardly the only one. I mean, I could tell you stories about... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I agree. And I, I put it to the fact that we, the citizens, allow a uh, fee, uh, dues, in every single school budget for the Superintendents Association. And each one of them tell what they do in their district so the others say, oh, that's a good idea. We'll copy you. Right. And then you have the Principals Association. Then you have the School Administrators Association. Then you have the Finance Directors yeah, Association. We get it. We get it. And yeah. we pay those dues. And when they get together, they think of ways to stop us. But you know what the big problem is, Rich? The big problem is the laziness of the elected school board at Timberlane and other districts who will not take on their responsibility and say, you will immediately give to this citizen that information and send it by email. Yeah, if they and and if they even that's if they even know that the requests have been made, which they typically don't. All right, Harriet, we got to let it go there, but we appreciate your work on the Right to Know Commission. We're looking forward to its recommendations. We have to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll hear from James Patrick Riley. It's time for the history segment. Stay with us. <laughs> 